Amen. 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 I'm going to get right into this. Amen. Are y'all ready for the word today? Amen. Amen. Praise God. The spirit of Antichrist guarding our destiny. That was the theme that I received over text. Guarding our destiny to finish strong. To finish strong. Amen. Go to the next slide. The understanding for today is what is the spirit of Antichrist? How is it affecting our destiny today? And how do we guard against it? Amen. All right. Go to the next slide. Now, let's understand the meaning of destiny. What does it mean, the meaning of destiny, to be, have a destiny? Knowing your future according to plan or what has been put in place. All right? Knowing your future according to plan or what has been put in place. All right? Now, now everybody knows the football player, Green Bay Packers, Clay Matthews. Amen? Now, Clay Matthews had a series of family members in his family that uh, were football players. And so it was quite destined for him to play professional football. He had the built, he had the, the strength. It was his day. Everybody could look at him and tell probably when he was six, seven years old, boy, you're going to be a professional football player. Amen? Because of, of the plan that was laid out. I'm pretty sure they made sure he worked out. They made sure he uh, ate what he needed to eat. And, and they made sure that he had the proper workouts and put him with the right people. So his destiny would be determined and would be planned out and he would make his destiny. Amen. For him to be a professional football player. All right. Now, also, even with a corporation, if if a, a son is born or a daughter is born within a million dollar corporation, if they act right, amen, and if they do things according to their father or their mother, whoever's running that million-dollar company, if they follow the plan, they are destined to make sure that they will have and receive that million-dollar company. They're going to run it, amen? But what if Clay Matthews decided to eat cheeseburgers all day? What if he decided not to practice? What if he decided not to go forth and do the plan that was laid out for him could he still be destined to play professional football? Could he still be destined to make it? If the, if the, if the son who wanted the million-dollar cor- corporation or the daughter who wanted the million-dollar corporation, if they was out drinking and getting drunk every single day, uh, coming to work just drunk, just slurring their words, barely can make the paper, barely can do the PowerPoint, just can't make nothing go on, just can't make nothing happen. Do you think that they will be destined to receive that company? I don't think so. Clay Matthews, he would have been too fat. Too, if you eat McDonald's every day, you're going to mess up. Y'all seen the, the, uh, the story Supersize? My daughter just uh, saw a movie about o- obesity and, and my oldest daughter, <laughs> and it messed her up. She, it messed her up. She, we we, we, oh, we going to get some cheeseburgers. No, daddy, ah. Oh. Oh, I just saw that movie and whoo, man, they, they, they got so big, they couldn't even lose weight no more. <laughs> and so, and so when we do not follow the plan, our destiny can change. Can that happen? There are those who are destined to fail. 
All right. There are those uh, because of their environment and their trials in life. People say, man, you're destined to fail. Because of their struggles, because they may have a, no father in the home, because there's no mother in the home, maybe because they, uh, they've been jumping to foster care, to foster home. And people will look at that child and say, man, they are destined to fail. If they see a kid, some of the kids in school these days, and, and the teachers, and they see a kid acting up and just always hyper and just always running around, they have already written the blue slip before they come into class and say they are destined to get kicked out because I know what they're coming in here. Amen. They are destined to fail because of the, uh, the plan that they're on because of what they are doing. And so people can sometimes have looked at your life in your past and might have say, man, you are destined to fail. My father is an example of that. Amen. Where he grew up and they said, Evelina's boy will never be nothing destined to fail. Because of being fatherless, because of the environment and the trials that was against him. Amen. Amen. But listen, destiny, when you look at the word destiny, the hidden power believed, there's a hidden power believed to control what will happen in the future. Meaning that if there is a destiny, there can be a hidden power there. That has control no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, no matter what you come against. Your destiny is set because there is a hidden power there that is rising you up to the top. Amen. Now let's go back a little bit. Let's go all the way back to Genesis. Adam and Eve was destined to spread God's love and his spirit throughout the world. God gave Adam the power and the ability to make this happen. He made him ruler over the earth. In Genesis 1 and 28, he said, fill the earth and subdue it. Amen. Take it over, Adam. You got the power, man. Take it over. Genesis 1 and 26 says, uh, he tells us he had power over the crawling things, over everything. And uh, I want to make emphasis on the crawling things. All right. Because sometimes... We let those crawling things have power over us. Amen. Sometimes we do. My wife, amen. God bless her soul. She's so lovely and beautiful. When spiders are in the room, amen, something seems to happen with the home. Uh, the kids get wild and and, and, my, and my wife gets kind of scary. And, and one day I was... Uh, I was somewhere, I was getting pizzas for a youth event or whatever, and, and see, at the time when we built our house, it was on this mound of spiders, amen, and, and, and so those spiders have, we thought we got them all, amen, but we didn't get them all, so it took a while, but we did get them all eventually, amen, but this particular day, amen, while I was out, and she, I got a call, amen, she said, honey, you got to come home right now. This spider is huge. You got to come kill it. You got to. Amen. Amen. And so I said, baby, are you sure? Do I have to come home to kill the spider? Yes. Come on. So I came home. I came home and looked at that spider. And I have to admit, it kind of got me a little jumpy. But I was, I was, you scared? My wife was like, you scared? Stop being scared. I said, baby, it's not that I'm scared. It's just, 
I don't want to miss it. Amen. I want to make sure I hit it because if I, if I miss this spider and that spider fall on the ground, I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I'm home. I, couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to leave because she would have known that spider is somewhere in the house. And so I had to prepare myself for this crawling thing, and I had to make sure I was pinpoint. I had to make sure I'm ready to kill this creepy, crawly thing. Amen? Adam didn't get it. Amen? It was the creepy, crawling thing that deceived Adam and Eve. It was the creepy, crawling thing that came into their atmosphere, and it tricked them, and they decided to choose the offer of the creepy, crawly thing. What Adam and Eve were offered instead of, they were offered instead of God's plan, they were offered an anti-plan. A plan, when you look up the word anti, it means opposing or against. So instead of God's plan, I want you to remember the word instead of. Can you say instead of? Remember that. Instead of meaning anti God's plan, they received a new plan. And the new plan was the mastermind of Satan came and said, guess what, Eve, and guess what, Adam? You can be just like God. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5, he says, you can be like God. Lift up yourself. Get what you want. Have it all, man. Get the titles. Get everything. Be it all. Be God. Isn't that what Satan wanted instead of God? Remember the word to say instead of. Instead of God, let I be lifted up. Instead of God, he wanted to be lifted up. He wanted what God had. He wanted to be God. Go to the next slide. Destined to fail. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered into the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all what? How many people sin? Two? All. All have sin because they didn't follow the what? They didn't follow the plan. They got a, they received an anti-plan. A new plan to be like God. An anti-plan. When people ask me, some people ask me the question, how come all sin, man? You know, when a child is born, why come, how come they're born in sin? And I respond them with this. I go to the natural and I say, when people, when people ask me this question, I say, think about a, a, a mother who was on crack cocaine. And she's just doping herself up while she's pregnant. What's going to happen to that baby? The baby, even though it had no power or it even had no uh, inclination to take crack cocaine, when that baby come out, it come out a crack baby. If the, uh, if, if the mother just can't stop smoking cigarettes while she's pregnant, the baby come out wanting nicotine. Amen? So when... The first man and woman sin, anybody who was birthed after them, sin is going to follow them. That's the, why the Bible says you are born in sin and then shaped 
into iniquity. Amen? Listen, saints, our, fle- our flesh is crazy because of the sin. Because it's connected to the sinful world. The desires it wants, the, the, it wants the world instead of Christ. Our flesh, it, it, it goes wild. It can't control its eating. We eat until our stomachs bust. We can't, we can't control our desires. Men are married, but they still committing adultery. Can't be satisfied with the woman you got. Women are married and can't be satisfied with the man they got. Can't be satisfied for where they are. Can't be satisfied. Why? Because the flesh is crazy. It's loony. Man, yo, our flesh is, is on a one-way course to crash and be destroyed. Amen? If Jesus didn't pick us up where he picked us up, how many of you know, I don't know where I would be. Amen? Because our flesh is wild and is crazy and is running after this world instead of Christ. Say instead of. Because of sin in the world has become, has came because Satan is uh, in this environment. Second Corinthians 4 and 4 says he has blinded the mind so we don't believe anymore. They're saying that he is the God of this world. And if he is the God of this world now because Adam and Eve gave over the power unto him because they wasn't satisfied with God's plan. And because they wasn't satisfied with God's plan, now Satan is the God of this world. And now he's blinding the mind so we don't believe. Believe in what? Let's go to the next slide. God's plan to save us from our sins through Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to believe in that man, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want to believe that we can change from our sins. In 1 Peter 2 and 24, it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we haven't died to sins, might live for righteousness. For what? By whose stripes you were healed. Jesus died so you might. Now I want you to say might. That, that man is not secure. What's going on? Might live for righteousness? That you might live for right. He died so we could live Right, not to be in sin no more, but to come out and be what? Right. Might. But he said we might. Why might? Amen. Can I use a little example? Let me uh, get some things together here. Amen. Hold on just one moment. Pitcher of water here. All right. And I got everyone's favorite Coca Cola. Coca Cola, man, back in the day, Coca Cola was a mess. Coca Cola have you staying up at night waiting for whoever to come on, bring me a Coke. Bring me a Coke. <laughs> Bring me a guy. I, I experienced my mama loved my mama loved Cokes. Jerry, can you bring me a Coke when you come home? Coke used to mess, mess up mess up people up. Amen. But let's 
For example, today, I would like to use Sister Faust's phrase, let's use our Holy Ghost imagination. Amen. Let's say this Coke is, you know what our Coke is, man. You like it, you like it when it goes down because it's real strong. You know, you like a, the caffeine that keeps us awake. Let's, let's say Coke is Jesus today. Amen. Let's say Coke is because it's, it's, it's strength and, and, and it's power. You like it strong. You know, if you got a Coke that was flat, you'd be like, no, 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 I don't want it. Send it back. You know, you go around the drive through at McDonald's, they give you a flat Coke. You know, like, no, I want a different drink. This Coke is flat. Amen. So we don't want no flat, Jesus. We want a strong. Amen. This is strong. Amen. All right. Um, people should be hooked on Jesus like they was hooked on this Coke. Amen. Now they say they put a little coca co- uh, cocaine in this uh, Coke, but I don't know. That's what they say, right? Amen. Ooh, look at listen to a sizzle. Y'all, y'all, y'all might get a Coke today. I know it. I know it. Uh oh. All right. Now listen, when we accept Jesus Christ, he pours into our life. Amen? He pours into our life. And we can be refreshing and we can be strong and that caffeine keeps us up and we're ready and we're excited. Amen? Uh-oh. 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 Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> Amen. Too much. You can't get enough of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you got a. So you got a little coke here. This is you. Amen. And Jesus poured Himself into your life. But what can happen is, is that we can water Jesus down. We can water down this gospel. The word might is because isn't it for sure? Let's go to the next slide. Isn't this plan for sure? But the Bible says we might live righteous. Why? Because we can water this thing down. How soon we forget that through Jesus Christ, we have the power to turn from sin. It's might. Because the gospel message is watered down through the spirit of what? Can I read that again? How soon we forget that through Jesus Christ, thank you, that through Jesus Christ we have the power to turn from sin. It's might, the word might, because the gospel message is watered down through the spirit of what? All right, we about to get into the meat real soon. Y'all about to chew on some stuff. Amen. You, you know how you, when you eat real late at night, you sleep real good? You know, you shouldn't be eating real late. Y'all shouldn't, you see, y'all shouldn't be eating real late at night. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to the next slide. Galatians 5 and 1 says, stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He's saying, listen, don't go back. Don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back to sinning. Don't go back to fornicating. Don't go back to adultery. Don't go back to homosexuality. Don't go back to this stuff. 
I saved you from it. I rescued you from it. Stop lying. Stop cheating. Stop gossiping. Stop hating each other. Stop holding hatred in your heart. I saved you from this stuff. If the thief is still out there, is he still out there? That means he's still out there to kill, steal, and destroy. That means he's out there to still entangle you back in your bondage. He's still out there entangling our family back in bondage. He's still out there entangling our brothers and sisters and our cousins and, and our friends, tangling them back in bondage. He, he's trying to tangle back in bondage some of the people you probably go to church with and you know and they're being entangled right back into the old ways. Y'all ready for the meat? Let's go to the next slide. The Pope is called the vicar of Christ. Latin word means vicarious, which means in, remember that word? Vicar of Christ implies that he has the same power and authority that Christ had over the church. What it's saying is, is that the Pope says, instead of Christ, it's me. Instead of Christ's plan, I got the plan. Are you with me so far? It's about to be some meat. Amen? Let's go to the next slide. Statements from the one who is instead of Christ. Now, this is the man that has... Millions of people following him, saying that he is the Christ. He is instead of Christ. So what is this man who is saying, I got a plan for your life. I'm here instead of Christ. Some of the statements that he has said is, Francis contends that all the religions of the world simply represent man's kind diversity in seeking God. He says that despite the different beliefs, everyone is a child of the same God. So you see him up there with Buddha and the Jewish and uh, Islam. And he's saying, guess what, guys? We all worship the same God. Guess what, guess what guys? We all, if we all just come together and worship. We can all do that. We all go get into the same God. Even though you have a different way, you have a different way. We all going to worship and get to God the same way. But Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one can get to the Father except through me. So how can he say that all of us can be with the same God? You see them with all their hands out. You see the Buddha religion and the Judaism and Islam. And then you see baby Jesus. Baby, look at look how they did baby Jesus, though. <laughs> but they got them all together. Amen. They're just mixing Jesus in with the loop. Great prophet. Can you say instead of? April 8th, he urged priests around the world to be more accepting of gays and lesbians. Not talking about changing their lives. No. Accept them. Let them come. Let them do. Let them, let them be priests. Let them. Let them. Let them. Accept them right where they are. 
from sin. Accept their sin. Invite them in. Now, I'm not saying that we're not supposed to show love to those who are saying they're homosexual, but if they're saying they're homosexual, that means they're not trying to change. There are people out there who want to change. There are people that need love and they say, I don't want to be a homosexual. I don't want to be gay. So if the church is turning around and accepting me in this mess, then who can I turn to to save me and deliver me from it? Romans 6, go to the next slide. Romans 6 and 1 and 2, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Man, man, Paul screamed this out. Certainly not! How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? How can we continue to accept our sin and continue to walk in sin day after day after day and say, yeah, grace may abound. How can we continue in sin when Jesus is pulling us out of sin? We're being watered down. You know, when you water stuff down, it don't taste the same. It started changing its color. So the first thing was one world religion. All right. Second thing was gay and lesbian. Let's put them all together. Watering down our Jesus. Are you with me so far? The scripture warns us in 1 John 2 and 18. Let me see if I have this one. Go to the next slide. Yes. 1 John 2 and 18. It says, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is what? Even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that is, it is the last hour. Meaning that people are going to be following this way of life. People are are going to be following the Antichrist religion. People are going to be following what the Pope is saying. It already has happened. You ready to chew on some more meat? Let's go to the next slide. Kenneth Copeland says this, I am so blessed what Jesus asked the Father for in John 17, 21. That we may all be one in him is finally coming to pass. Pope Francis is a man filled with the love of Jesus. All eight of us in our meeting together with him were moved by the strong presence of the Holy Spirit. And our love for one another was strengthened beyond measure. Like I said, I am so blessed. What a time to be a believer. You just said. That you're for the Antichrist. The meaning of, they call him the vicar of Christ. Meaning that he is anti what Christ is about. These are the things they're saying. And now you have your religion, your Kenneth Copeland, man, he's Pentecostal. And he's saying, I'm with this, man. I'm following this. 
Yeah, let's get the gay. Let's let them. Let us, let's let them direct the choir. Let's let them preach in the pulpit. Let's let them. Let's go to the next slide. Smiling Osteen. Look at that smile. Smiling Joe Osteen. Let's see what he said. Joe Osteen meets with the Pope Francis. He made the. He said he made the church more inclusive. Now, now, this is what the people are saying. I'm not trying to bash them. This is what they said. He made the church more inclusive, Joel Osteen said, meaning that inclusive means let it all in. Let it, let, just let it, make the church larger, just let it, just let everything in. A God without repenting, without saying, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Georgia, in Georgia, let me add a little more water to this because that was what Joe Osteen and Kenneth Copeland. Oh, man. They, they spreading a lie. They got mega churches. Mm, my goodness. I don't know how that's going to taste after a while. So now you have in Georgia, Governor Nathan Deal um, was getting ready to pass a bill. All right. Against. The, uh, against uh, to, to help faith-based organizations to say that you don't have to marry same-sex marriage if that is what your faith is saying. If you have a faith-based business, you don't have to hire homosexuals if you don't want to. That bill was getting ready to pass. But who is fighting the power? Let's go to the next slide. Woo! Fights for same-sex marriage. Tyler Perry says in his studios, we believe in inclusion and equality for all people. This bill would have protected faith-based churches and organizations to not be forced to marry or hire those who are homosexuals. If your church is not set up properly, you can be forced to marry and hire those who are homosexual. So, superintendent, you're going to be forced to hire somebody in your ministry that's homosexual. They're going to say you got to do it. Or else you gotta you gotta buy it by the law. It's time out for just emotional church. It's time out for just emotional church. For all uh, for all our kids see just emotional. They see us jumping around. They see us shouting. But are they being taught to guard their faith? Something is coming. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with jumping and shouting. I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord. I love giving God praise and honor. But that's because let's not just jump and shout on Sunday just because it's, it's Sunday and the organ is playing. I'm jumping and shouting because I was out daily. I was seeking God's face all week. And I'm coming in excited to give God praise and give him glory. Not because I've been slipping and dipping and ripping and all week long. Then all of a sudden Sunday I need to show myself I can pray and show myself I can preach and show myself I can do a little dance. No! Our churches are dying. The spirit of antichrist is entering in. We got to do more than just jumping and shouting. People in the world need to see how the power of Christ can change a life in sin to a life of righteousness. There are people who don't want 
the homosexual desire and need to know Christ loves them and they can change and be helped and be delivered. People need to know that Christ has the power to save you from your sins, not just to stay in your sin and just dwell in your sin. It doesn't matter how much blessed oil the preacher put on your head. I've seen, I've seen pastors, boy, they, they pour all the oil on their hand. Hand just dripping. And then when they lay hands on you, the people come out with a jerry curl, just all the oil, just the lady down the line just got her hair done. She probably just, she steps out of the line. That's too much oil, pastor. No matter how much oil the preacher have on his hand is not going to change unless you decide and say, I want to change. I want to be different. I want to follow after Christ. I don't want to keep dealing with my sin. I don't want to stay in my sin. I want to be different. I want to be better for Jesus. How many times you have to fall out on the ground? And how many times you have to fall out? If you don't keep seeking Christ, it doesn't matter how many times you fall out. It don't matter how many times you speak in tongues on Sunday. If you don't live right, when you get out of here, something's wrong. Keep turning from sinful thoughts. You will fall for the lies. If you don't turn from your sinful thoughts, if we don't turn from our thoughts, saints, our mind is going every day. Satan is trying to get in our mind, trying to get in our head, trying to keep sin in our heart, trying to keep sin in our mind. He's trying to keep that stuff in our mind and in our heart, and he's keeping us watered down, saints. He's keeping us and showing us that we are watered down, saints. We leave soon as we leave the parking lot. We're on our phone gossiping of what happened on Sunday. We, we over here, we running over there, and, 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 and we jaw janking, and we laughing, and we doing things that are not of God, and we getting drunk, and we doing all these things. And, and the whole thing was happening is that we place our anointing if you got a good talent. We say, oh, man, he's anointed because he can preach good. Oh, he's, he's anointed because they can sing good or that person is anointed because they can play the organ good they might be a little drunk sometime and they might be a little gay but that's all right they anointed because of their talents but how about anointed means that you are separated that you are set aside to live right and act right that's someone who is anointed someone who can live right and come to God every day and say God change my life I want to live right I want to follow you I want to be right I want to act right I'm tired of staying in my sin. I'm getting ready to close because Jesus asks a question in Luke chapter 18 and 8. He says, when the son of man comes, shall we, shall he find faith on earth? Shall he find it on earth? Jesus says this because as his time draws near, evil will become so dominant that many will fall away from their destiny their faith, because they want, instead of Christ, they want the desires of their flesh. I want a position. I want this. I want that. Are you willing to guard your destiny and lose the world? Jesus, in verse 18 and 7, he says, says God will avenge his own elect, those who are crying day and night, holding to Christ. We must ask ourselves, are we preserving our faith? Let us ask ourselves, are we steadfast in prayer? Are we calling on him day and night to keep us 
Are we calling on him to save us from sin? Are we calling on him to keep us set free? Keep us, God, so I don't go back and be a watered-down saint. Save us, God, so people can see what it truly means to walk and follow after Christ. Hold me, God, so I don't go back and be tangled in the sin. I tell you the truth. It's time to change our heart and continue to change our mind and start defending our faith. It's time to understand how do we defend our faith because they're coming at you and you need to reply. People are coming at you and say, your faith says this, your faith says this. And if you don't know nothing, if you're not in your word, if you're not studying your word, you're going to need to reply. I'm ending with this. Turn to the next slide. I want everybody to remember this word. I want you to look it up. I'm going to leave you with a challenge. The last word of the night is apologetics. This word derives from the Greek word apologize, which was originally used of a speech of defense or an answer given in reply. I want you to know the world is giving you and throwing out answers. The world is throwing out all of these things, and you're going to be met with people that's going to challenge your faith. Our kids don't need to just see jumping and shouting. They need to know some apologetics. They need to know when they grow up and they go off in school what type of environment they're walking into. That is the type of environment they're going to walk into, an anti-Christ environment. They're going to be walking into an environment if they don't know their faith, if they don't understand their apologetics on how to defend their faith, they might lose their faith. They might get changed up and they might start believing in this and believing in that. It is time to teach our children, time to teach your grandchildren some apologetics so they know how your kids can stand when the time to stand. It's time for us to get into this apologetics so we know when our faith is challenged, instead of falling asleep, the church has been sleeping. We need to wake up and understand how to defend our faith. God bless you all.